Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, we have three of us here in the Rugby Dungeon, uh, I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello Timothy. Phil, um, lazy, t- took himself away to Valencia for a weekend away, so we thought we needed someone who uh, has also, like Phil, come up through the club and university game of rugby, Yep. Um, but unlike Phil, went on to full-time professional, not semi. We've upgraded the podcast with Josh Beaumont. How are you doing, guys? Very good. Josh Beaumont, who is here because he will also be doing a very special uh, episode of the Rugby Dungeon with JB, which you should definitely listen out for, subscribe and all the rest of it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for listening. Hit subscribe and you'll get every podcast in your feed at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. You know you know all the rest of it by now. Um, so... Uh, Firstly, boys, I, I want to check. It was very inconsiderate of Mother Nature to have unseasonably hot weather and the hottest weekend of the year on, Hate a, it. on a Champions Cup weekend. Yeah, it's not outrageous. On. It's not on. Well, it's not on because I had to play play rugby th- uh, this weekend. And I hate the sun. Uh, if it's not raining, I'm 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 not really interested. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have lasted to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of glad. Of, yeah, could have picked a better weekend actually. But well, just having to drag yourself indoors to uh, to watch the rugby. Yeah, yeah. Hard. But that said. Uh, uh, another top weekend of rugby as so we will break down some of the Champions Cup semi-finals um, there's various other stories been going on in the world of rugby but um, a big question I want to ask you first Josh is um, and I know there's a job to do in the final f- few weeks of the season there's a big job to do so not getting away from that but where have you booked your off-season trip? Ooh, ex- I'm always pretty sketchy about booking places before because no my luck I'll get injured or something and or know, in, in other in other seasons or other players or it could you, you might get call ups to this that well hope yeah that's, yeah that's exactly hope. that's the other um, side of yeah it. you never want to book anything but a couple of lads getting married this summer um, John Ross getting married out in South Africa oh um, nice Brent Evans getting married out in Beirut so oh is he the holidays are kind of chosen themselves this year which is uh, nice two pretty decent locations for yeah. running so that's uh, hopefully where I'll be going. Oh, but Beeritz is a particularly cool place to get married. Mm. Yeah, he did a season. He did a season out there. So um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, before he signed for sale, he had a year in Beeritz. So yeah, he's having a wedding there. So now, did we see you on Britain's Got Talent last night? 
Oh god, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. <laughs> so uh, go on, t- tell us about Brit- Britain's Got Got Talent then. So, so if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, the episode anyway, the picture's been floating around on Twitter of um, um, yeah, Josh was just one of the crowd shots. To be to your credit, Josh, let's be fair. I looked thoroughly bored. Exactly, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. If you'd have been there cheering, yeah, I think it was a face of kind of like, what am I doing here? And I don't hardly caught me because I was only there for like five of the acts, and I was like, right, this is. It was actually all right. It wasn't too wasn't yeah. as bad as I thought. It was well, be, why did you go? Who made you go? We just had a load of free tickets. So Mark Jennings is a big fan of that show. Is he? Yeah. All the people. Are you throwing him under a bus here on that? No, no I'll, I'll no, say no. I've, I've I've always quite liked it. So I thought yeah. I'd go down and uh, check it out. What? It was only around the corner from me. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. He was uh, the uh, the Lowry. The Lowry. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what I'm watching it? The Lowry in a few weeks' time. Uh, the I, I, how do I describe this? There is a name for it. I'm trying to... Think. The orchestral version of Dr. Dre's 2001. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What, what a random thing to watch. That really is. Uh, so, which acts did, did you see, Josh? Uh, I saw that weird, weird one, the Hungarian guy, I think. No, I, I don't watch yeah, it, so it was, you have to describe was, these I'm things. Fair, I have not watched any of it so far. Um, and then who else is? It wasn't actually that... Yeah, none of them really stand out. I saw a quite a cool magician, but do, do uh, I know uh, at some clubs, and I imagine it's probably the same at Sale. You say well, you say a load of free tickets arrived, but uh, you get quite a few perks as a player. Don't yeah, you? Golf, a few. Golf this club, was actually rounds at golf clubs. And, yeah, uh, they've dried up a bit actually. Um, although I think Faf managed to get us on the mayor. Oh, did he? Can I plug that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. He, he, got, well, he, he has a bit more of a. Yeah. You can pop into Dimes' back garden there yeah, all the way exactly, around, yeah. can't you? I think it's on the 16th, we yeah, strain think, it wide a bit. But, uh. I, I think the Mir might be worth sale. You know, that's kind of the um, like sale management hangout. I, I managed to interview uh, Simon Orange at the Mir. I, I, th- I think that that's their place. Yeah, I think well, they'll live around there, don't they? Well, the owners and, owners and stuff, so I think that's their meeting spot. Not, not a bad place to go to. No. And, and the other thing I want to ask you about is... Because, like, symbolically, but um, the there's a slight breakup of some of the guys that you've come through with this summer, with Will Addison and Mike Haley leaving for Ireland, and also guys that you used to live with, um, you know, our, Tommy Taylor is, is at Wasps, uh, Henry Thomas at Bath, and things like that. So what, what memories do you have of those early days of you guys in that house? It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were actually driving... We were just off Princess Parkway coming into uh, just through Didsbury. And, yeah, Will and I drove past the other day and we sounded like, you know, like your dad says and, <laughs> and like your parents and you look at things and go, oh, then, then were the days. That's pretty much what we did as we drove past our old house in Didsbury the other week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm soon to be the last one remaining, which is... Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of... It's quite, quite sad in a way. End but, of an era. I know, end of an era, but we've had, a, yeah, we've had some good times and... Yeah, some 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 bad times as well. You know, we say it's a Didsbury curse because you know I think everyone in our house had an operate or more than one operation at some point. And yeah, right. Spent a bit of time out on the sidelines. So, but no, it was a lot of fun, kind of playing. It was like when we were all breaking through, and I replaced Henry Thomas in in that house when he went to Bath, and there's obviously Mikey, myself, um, Tommy, and Will. So, you know, who's, we were, who's who's the best housemate that, that you've had in, in terms of being a considerate housemate? Does nice things. I'd probably I'd have to say Will because I'm still living with him, so I'd be a bit upset if I don't say that. But um, yeah, it's yeah, 
we um we, we went too unt- we were a bit untidy but it wasn't it was never too bad the house so we, uh, no was... you two aren't gamers by any chance sorry I can't imagine no, that you are no we, we're quite we like FIFA that's the only game we'll, we'll go for but there's lads at the moment that's not got like, on Fortnite no these like lads are like literally they get home from training and then they're like locked in for they are. like five or six hours and oh Wilgriff John's one Oh, he loves it, yeah. He, he absolutely is, loves it. Yeah, he'd have been in there all weekend probably despite the weather. He'd have been sat there. Yeah, and... I, I'm literally amazed because I guess as rugby players get younger, i.e. I get older, um, <laughs> like, and you ask him, like, well, what do you like to do in your spare time? Expecting them to say, I don't know, whatever you, they, might, they might say. Gardening. Gardening, yeah, yeah. stamp collecting. Uh, no, no, it's loads of them are just gamers. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty big. It's, uh, uh, I think, you know, especially in the winter months, you know, you don't mm. really want, especially after but, a tough day of training. It's quite easy yeah. to get back and just chill. It out. is. I was going to say the amount. Uh, I I lived with a couple of uh, professional players when I was at university, and uh, yeah, they just got back and they, they were battered. So they just sit and play FIFA and, yeah. eat, and eat. That was the rest of their existence. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they say it'll be part of recovering and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Mm. I do like this. Sh- I um I do like the chef at sale now. Now you mentioned eating, he's probably the the best source of best source of knowledge in the entire club. Oh, is, he, is he your man? Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, know if where, you, if we know you, where the leaks are coming from. Yeah, there. if if you want to find find something out, <laughs> ask the chef. Knows <laughs> everything. No, he's a good guy, the chef. He's uh, he's pretty good at what he does as well. Yeah, yeah he's excellent. Right, so we watched the rugby this weekend. Then, so let's while we've got you, Josh, let's let's have, let's have your takeaway um, from this game. Um, well, first off, the Champions Cup, Leinster. Well. At one point, with the way it was with Racing, it looked like both games were going to be kind of, oh, this is a bit dull, done by half-time. But Leinster, the power of that side is, is frightening. And, and as someone who's played lock plenty, James Ryan at 21. Yeah, he's an impressive <laughs> yeah. player. He is, well, he's, what is he, he's never lost a 20, 20 games. professional game. Yeah, I, I heard that. That's madness. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, we were saying I'd, I kind of only watched the games up until when I thought, right, there's no way back into it. So I only really watched the first 50 minutes of both games. But God, Lens was so good in that first first half. They kind of they're just so clinical, and I say that power game they have that they're always on the front foot. They yeah, they just do the simple things really well. The breakdowns clean. They get quick ball, and yeah, they got set pieces. It's kind of up up there as well, so it's just, they make they make playing rugby look easy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm exactly 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 the same as Josh. Except I'd say, I'd say Irish rugby is horrendously boring. Uh, it's horrendously boring in terms of everything's organised, everything. You know, there's no real dramas. It's well, actually, I say there's no no real dramas. Uh, we'll come to we'll come to some of that later. Um, they are just an amazing team, and do you know what? It's amazing how easy they've made this cup run look. No one has even come close to bothering them, and they've played. They've 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 done it the hard way, right? As well, yeah. They've been in the European champions, the English champions, the Pro Fourteen champions. Uh, have they beat the French champions along the way? I think so. I think they've beaten every all of the tops. I think they've beaten the champions of every Leinster. I mean, yeah, the, Montpet, was it? Who was in the group? Who who are the French champions at the moment? I should know that. Is it Claremont? They finally got it, didn't they? It might, if it's Claremont, they're the only team, they're the only current champions that Claremont. they didn't beat. Oh God, I've completely brain farted. Anyway, they've done, they've, they've done it a, blo- a bloody hard way, yeah. and they're going to have uh, Racing ninety two waiting for them. Yeah, um, it, 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 it's weird for them to have to defeat all these champions, then you know, just come up against you know a, a, a middling pro pro uh, pro fourteen, sorry, top fourteen team. Uh, so James Ryan, yeah, never lost a game as a professional rugby player. Josh is absolutely right. Twenty one years old. He um, he also at the start of the season had had more Ireland caps than Leinster 
than Leinster caps. <laughs> right. Which <laughs> is nuts. Isn't it? Yeah, he can go on those lists. He can go on the list of players that have... Did he have an Ireland Cup before Leinster Cup, about many chance? I don't know if he had that, but it's, it's not unknown. Um, well, there is a small list. Like, Matt Gitto has had an international cap before a club cap. Pierre Ollie, Francis. Ollie, Ollie Barkley, yes. <laughs> yeah, so there is a, there is a small list. Uh, the, the other... That second row partnership as well, because De- Devon Toner is, can be can be sort of not taken seriously just because he looks a bit awkward and a bit... He looks like a, I don't know, an accountant. Hmm. But... Uh, it, that partnership, he, but he can play though. That, I mean, yeah, can, that, that he's, partnership he's, and their centre partnership as well. Ringrose is an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. Yeah, I love him. So my takeaway from Leinster was they're just phenomenally powerful. I don't even think they've got out of third gear really. I mean, their backs don't, don't play a tremendous role. They don't make mistakes. They make the right decisions. They, they put them in in positions so they can play that power game, and that's it. They're like a they're like an even better version of Exeter, I guess. But just ferocious. I mean. Um, you haven't played Leinster specifically, but like, what's it like in there in the heat of battle when you come up against a side that are just at that breakdown, so clinical and ferocious? And you just, I don't know, must be. Yeah. Do you get more and more frustrated? Yeah, that's it because you just feel like you can't get into the game. We've never actually, maybe we played Munster a few years ago, but um, you know, the last one was like a dead rubber. But yeah. never, we've not really played the Irish clubs in a while, and mm. it's almost like when we've gone to kind of like teams like Saracens away. And you just can't get in the game before you know it. You're kind of twenty nil down away from home, standing on these sticks after twenty minutes, going always looking around, going, "What? What do we? Know? <laughs> they were just so clinical. Teams like that are so clinical, don't make mistakes, and force you into errors and just capitalise." That's exactly what they do. It's that's when rugby's so simple. They just do the simple things well. Tech, the you know, look at Leinster yesterday. They just kind of had all the territory. Scarlets were just kicking out, kind of forty meters out, just inviting more pressure onto them, and they just couldn't get into the game, and it's it's difficult. Yeah, I honestly thought if there's one team that could do it, it'd be Scarlets. And I actually thought thought that, that they would do it. I thought they just t- turned to pieces because Leinster are a really good traditional rugby team, whereas Scarlets are something completely different. But no, the the outcome was exactly the same. I would I would recommend to anyone because quite. There's a fair chance that because of the weather as it was, or you thought the game was done as Josh did, you didn't stick around for the end. If you want to, I love Ken Owens. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love him as as a captain. The, the, go and have a look at it. That's how you talk after a, after a painful loss. I, I didn't actually hear him. He's got. He's just. He's it, like. I, th- I think it makes a difference when it's because it's no no actually I don't know I think I think it's just he's very articulate, so passionate. The way he plays on the field, very Welsh. Very well, but it's his home. It's his, it's his home side as well, and uh, he was so painful, but so magnanimous and um, and respectful and positive. And it was just, it was. I just sort of was quite taken by him as a bloke, mm. um, the way he spoke. So, um, good captain, just not good enough. Um, you must obviously before you play your games, Josh. You do a lot of analysis. Just looking at the Leinster team today, if you were to divide, if you were to come up with some sort of strategy to give you the best chance of beating them, what on earth do you do? Because I can't see it. I, don't, I need more time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'd always think against like, like look who's done well against them, and then try and take things. Yeah, like what they what t- I can't well, I can't think of a team who's. I can't think of anyone really that's come close. Maybe Exeter. At Sandy Park, they did all. Did they do? Yeah. No, sorry, extra Dublin did all right. 
but she wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, because they're exactly so physical, that breakdown, then mm. I'd say try and keep hold of the ball as much as possible. Because actually, Scarlett's... They did stretch him slightly at parts of the first half, and then they obviously got three penalties, and so they showed that they did have some success in that area. So I'd say just starve them of the ball, and then, but it's, it's I say it's harder than yeah. But when simple as we're, we're, we're such a complete team, they, they they flip into that mode, and they're like, all right, you've got the ball, we're quite happy with that. We're gonna we're gonna win a penalty. You go, you you mess around in your own half, you're gonna gonna be three, you'll be three points worse off. So it's that that balance between winning that territorial game. And giving them the ball is, um, oh, it's, yeah, it was it was a, a frightening, a frightening um, prospect having to try and take them on. How do you think Racing will go? Yeah, the the Racing game then again, it looked like it was going to be done and dusted. Well, it, I suppose for all intents and purposes, it kind of was by fifty minutes anyway. That um, well, firstly, hold on a minute, right? professional level I know there won't be any a player gets a hat trick they just get a pat on the back now, <laughs> yeah, that was... there's no there's no jugs involved so like there French, were, wasn't so, it? so your like... days at university like Durham University or maybe even even filed would you have had a jug for would someone have had to have done a jug if they got a hat trick don't have a jug you buy a jug or buy a jug you buy a jug or, for everyone or else, buy a round for everyone else <laughs> or whatever well not not students because they're all pretty tight <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah I mean I, don't, I just I don't. I don't know what. I don't know any winger that would actually want to give give a try away. I mean, no. They'd surely want the hat trick. So that was uh, in fact. And the risk. The risk involved. Well, you, saw, you saw like the pass he gave was yeah. like an awkward like. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You could, like, a, you could like have like imagined Machino getting ready to yeah. hug him, putting his hands <laughs> yeah, up, and missing yeah. the ball completely. Yeah, like um, it's sort of pass. It, it it was similar to when a goalkeeper tries to kick try, tries to kick a ball. Like he's never seen it. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was very 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 awkward, yeah. uh, and also who did he pass to? Machinode. It's not as if he needs more glory. <laughs> He's one of the most glamorous players probably on earth. Yeah. So yeah, they they played very well, right? They started very well. I can't see him touching Leinster because as soon as they went ahead, they just switched off, and I can't see how you can take that attitude. And go up against well, go up against. Leicester. I think they're an amazing match for the reason that you know Josh pointed out the the, the power and um, and that's exactly and, and the clinical power and clinical were the two words you used and that's exactly I think those are exactly the words you used to describe Racing's performance. Yeah, yeah you, you could you could just see that one the first half that like they were almost like battering the Munster players in in every collision they were always on the front foot and you know it just showed that so that's why I think. Kind of, it'd be quite. It'd be an interesting final. Be, yeah. You think it'd be hopefully close and close than the semi-finals were, and Racing also have the individuals that can, you know, make make something from nothing. So, it's Hind- so hindsight's twenty twenty, but but uh, it's only when they were sitting twenty nine, whatever they were twenty nine five or twenty nine eight down or whatever that you that you then look at that monster siding, and I was I was looking at. Fr- the front fives of teams that have won and when you look over the last years and I wrote down some players um, guys like Bakis Bota Brad Thorne uh, Itoji Makovanapola Keen Healy like hard yeah. hard hard men and then you look at look behind the scrum and fly halves that have won the European Cup are guys like Johnny Sexton Owen Farrell Johnny Wilkinson and then you look at the Munster side, good players as they are, Ian Keatley, and then the Munster front five. Yeah, I, don't compare. 
No, I was looking through the team sheets and I was like, don't know him, don't know him, don't know him. Yeah, it, they they were up against it. Um, did you see, uh, there was a lot of Munster fans unhappy about uh, Vaka Tower appearing to play act. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, you he know? did. I, I, I would have called him. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. what did you make of that? I don't know. Hang on, hang on. Let's do, this, let's do this a different way, okay? European Cup se- se- semi final. Oh, yeah, I like where you're going, right? JB. And you diving on the floor might be enough to win you a penalty and even more so get the opposition a yellow card. You going to do it? No. No, definitely no, not. I w- I'll, I'll, it's not something I'd, like. I might protest to a referee like, in the past <laughs> about say something about a decision that I think. But I'd. I wouldn't. I would never like play acts on on a rugby pitch. I just I don't think know. a lot of players. I don't know if it did catch him in his eye. If it caught him in his eye, and I, I don't know. But you'd hope that he, he he wasn't trying to do that. But isn't the whole point of rugby pretending not to be hurt? Yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, well, the, the, back, the, the backs aren't. Hurt. Yeah, there is <laughs> there is a slight like, like there's a, a line to be drawn between different types of cheating and Neil back cheating the way Fine. he did to into it. it. I kind of go. And I think actually it was cool. Uh, who was it who was saying it? I think it was Connor Murray uh, in an interview. Just went, no, that's that's fine. No, oh no, no, it wasn't him that played. Who was it? Stringer. 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 Yeah. That's right on rugby tonight. Stringer went, no, no hard feelings about that. That's fine. That's fair play. He played the game, and you know, but there's almost like an honour in that cheating because they're exactly right. I don't know. Well, no, there's 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 dishonour and there's, but it's not. It, yeah, that that play acting thing. I'm I'm, I'm I, I had no doubt you'd say that, Josh, but. I hope you. I hope you're not in that situation, Josh. Yeah, because we'll yeah, judge you harshly you'll, you'll now. Hammer me for that, for that but I'm I'm confident. I'm, oh yeah, never will be. And how, and how much is that? Is your own? I don't know. I'm trying to think because I have that same sense that that you have, Josh, and and JB does as well. I just, just wouldn't do it, and I don't entertain it when it does happen. I I might do it, but those, would you? I might do. Yeah. If really? They yeah. I mean. I, <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, I mean, I've um, I once was told by a coach to fake in to fake injury so we could go to un- uh, uncontested scrums. I'll do, I'll do anything. I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm not really bothered. And if Phil would hear, he'd tell you the story again at uh, Sedgley Park about on, on a night when it was going to be freezing temperatures, someone going out with a hose pipe. Oh yeah, flooding the pitch. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because they, they had a tight head crisis. Yeah, because they didn't have a, a tight prop, so they got the hose pipe out <laughs> for the pitch. I, re- I remember when. Uh... My first game for Durham University was it was the freshers fifteen, all first years, and we we're playing Bishop Auckland night third team, and they were enormous. Like we we're fifteen up in the first half, but they realised that they, I mean, they had about almost like twenty kilograms a player on us in in the pack. So they realised that if they kicked out on the full from the kickoff, <laughs> that they got a scrum back in the middle of the pitch and they'd win that scrum. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. The whole second half, scored a try. And then they just kick the ball out and get scrum, and then win the ball back, and then we'd eventually get it and score again, and it just kept repeating the process until that is excellent work. <laughs> and also, when you when you move on and play uh, for Fylde, that's one thing I love about that level is you get the odd wily old fe- front five player who's been around the block. We've got one of those old neoprene knee supports. Well, we, on. we were talking about this in rugby dungeon because we were actually talking about one of the Kendall front row who was just. A giant of a man, like, um, in fact, I actually described him this way: Halani Alika, big, but like not the same sort of body yeah. composition. Like, huge man, just walk from scrum to scrum, destroying people. But I think that's there's something that you there's some lessons that you will have learned or some experiences that you would have had that have that have put you in good stead. That maybe some academy players who've, who came through 
wouldn't have had. Yeah, at, I remember, at the I remember same Nathan point. Hines was really good. Like we call it, almost call it the dark arts of like, yeah. like a little cheating. I would hold like you'd see his hand holding a ball in in the ruck and like referee just yeah. was giving penalties, kind of not releasing and stuff yeah. like. That. And he was really good at that. But I think now there's there's so many cameras and obviously you get fed in from the full official in the van that yeah it all gets turned turned around now. So it's, do you, do you prefer having that clarity um, of the four officials, or do you prefer it to be a little bit more, a little bit more wild west? Say, no, I think I prefer the clarity. I mean, I, I, I like it how they can carry on letting the game play now and making decisions. So the referee might be unsure, and I say, kind of quick look at that kind of thing, and you know, you don't have to stop the game. Mm. Well, although the game does get stopped a lot of time now <laughs> to check things, but I think they're getting better at kind of, you know, yes kind of making it more fair as it were yeah I think uh, actually England have got a bit, bit of a problem and it's, it's a good problem to have I, I think the referees are actually too good good around the breakdown like the, the laws are too clear and if you go look at the Pro 14 and the and the was it top 14 that's why I think that in, English teams might be struggling a bit more around the breakdown because it's just you know it's completely different yeah and, and it's fair a lot of the, you know, the refs are, I, I can't remember how many are full time whatever but they are very good yeah they're excellent I mean, yeah, and we say that when when we preview, kind of, you know, although they might some refs will give more penalties, like we were saying before, for certain things, We've got certain trends, but they're, they're pretty spot on now. All right, I know we don't have you for for too much longer, yeah. so I just want to touch on a couple of quick stories. Firstly, really sad to see uh, Rob Horn have to retire um, in the opening minute of his first game as team captain, having been one of only a few positives for Northampton this season at the age of twenty eight to have to retire um from professional rugby really really tragic for for him and uh and a reminder and i think professional players know this better than anyone that it, it, it is a potentially a, a short career and sometimes when people give players stick it, yeah it, it's a uh, for whatever be that international which side they play for internationally or what club they go and join it's 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 a it's a reminder that this is this is life and livelihood for for these lads, and and Rob Horn at, at a ripe age has had that taken away. Yeah, it, sorry. Well, really sad news. Yeah, I mean, it's as you say, he's been one of this kind of standout players, Northampton. From from what I hear, you know, sounds like a really good guy as well. And mm. yeah, that just shows kind of you know the industry that we're involved in. And like, I've had plenty of like tough injuries to come back from, but you know, touch on still playing and enjoying it. But that's just awful news and. Yeah, to be ruled out so soon after the injury as well to retire, it must have been a pretty. Uh... Yeah, you mentioned this before the podcast, and I'm, I'm with you. I mean, to know so quickly that yeah, that's it. There isn't a way back from this. It's uh, yeah, it's abs- it, it it's abs- absolutely absolutely um, horrific. I I also can't remember many instances where it's just a single injury, which is. Um, Caused a retirement so quickly. Usually, you know, it's that accumulation of industry of injuries over or, over or, time. Or, or you've had, you know, what your shoulder can only have so many yeah. operations before you have to. Yeah, and the rehab doesn't go as well as kind of you think. Yeah. And you kind of go, well, I'm not going to get back to. Yeah, because I've been around a couple of guys, older guys who have gone, who have had like ACLs and stuff. Again, it's not not recovered as well. I haven't got much time left in me anyway. So, but nerve nerve damage in the arm to be that. I, I think you're absolutely right, Josh. To to, to have to call it so soon means it's got to be pretty bad and also means that, that there could be implications for just living being a human for the rest of his life which is you know going to be he's 28 yeah and if it's bad enough to end your career without any chance of rehabilitation maybe 
even if that took a, a year or two years, it's, it's, it could have big implications on just everyday life, which probably there's a lot of retired rugby players now who will be sleeping uncomfortably or have aches and pains. It's a, it's a, it's a tough job you've got, Josh. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of great parts of it and you wouldn't have it any other way, but the, the gladiatorial nature of it means you're, um, you, live with, you live with the results of that for, for decades after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as rugby players, I mean, even at any level, kind of you are aware of the risks involved, and kind of, you know, you hope that you know, these things never happen, but unfortunately, they do. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sad things what happens in all walks of life, all sports as well. So it's, it's just, um, you know, heart goes out to the guy really. But as you say, hopefully, he makes a full, mm. full recovery, kind of. So it doesn't affect his day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another bit of news: Gloucester, having got through to the Champions Cup final, are now already qualified for Champions Cup. Don't understand it. Can't help you. So, because Cardiff are already qualified via their league position, are they? Yeah, that means that Gloucester, regardless of the outcome, I'm with you. Regardless the of the outcome of the Challenge Cup, which the winner of which gets a, a place in the Champions Cup, the league position trumps that. Probably based on seeding, I'm thinking about it. You'll probably get a higher seeding for the Champions Cup, getting there in the league than mm. you will do via the Challenge Cup. Um, so as a result, that both clubs are in. Yeah. And if Gloucester, I've, I've looked into this because I can imagine uh, Josh as a as, as a sale player, this suddenly becomes relevant for that. Does will that seventh place in the in the uh, Aviva Premiership open up a spot? Um, if Gloucester don't win the final, uh, sorry. If 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 Gloucester finish in the top six, then the highest seeded semi finalist gets the place. So one of the losing semi finalists, so Poe or uh, Newcastle. Ah, uh, with you, with you, right. Not seventh place in the in the Premiership. Right. Okay. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news there. Right, Josh, you best get that sixth place. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or fourth. That'd be that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be better still. Yeah, well, it's still it's all open. This is mad season from that point of view, Josh. Yeah, I mean, in my fifth year now playing in the Premiership, I've never had a season so so tight as it is, and, and clubs who've kind of like Newcastle being up there as well. It's you know, it's great for Northern Rugby. It's that it's, middle, it's that middle part, isn't it? Because you know, I think I think one and two are yeah, they're done. They're done. Yeah, but everyone else is just scrapping for it, and then I suppose back to be the cut off for the next. Like 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 for that next tier. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but even they were doing well start of the season. They're a great start to this. Yeah, well, Round- I think, yeah. I think like a few games ago, then yeah, Quinns would probably still think they're in the mix. Northampton, but then yeah, it's only the last game, a couple of games where it's kind of yeah. Ra- round twenty-one is yeah. huge. So. I, t- I tell you what, there won't be many more disappointed clubs in the entire entire league than Quinns. Well, Quinns and Northampton. No, Quinns and Bath actually. The three I mean, of them. Yeah, I mean, you think about the money that money that are spending and where they what their aspiration is. I think their aspiration is to win the league. But it's just disastrous. Uh, finally, before you go, Josh, because um, you, you're a man who will still, you know, harbour that ambition to to be the solution for England's back row and to um, to have a to have a future there for club and country. Uh, one man who's been talked up this week as going on the the tour to South Africa with England, Brad Shields. So, firstly, that the situation has been where there's been a bit of an arm wrestle between. Eddie Jones and the New Zealand Rugby Union because he's under contract with the Hurricanes till the end of the Super Rugby season. To go to, on the South Africa tour, he would have to leave that at the point where the playoffs would be happening. He is the captain, um, but that 
potential international um, career is, is is calling. What from what you've seen of Brad Shields, what do you make of him? Yeah, he's a very good player. Well, from watching <laughs> him in Super Rugby, he's um, yeah, he's he's kind of like most there, uh, most Kiwi kind of players. He you know does all the basics well, skillful, physical. You know, he's a kind of talisman in in their pack. Really, pretty reliable player. So he's uh, you know, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed watching him in Super. I've enjoyed watching Hurricane Super Rugby over the last couple of years. So he's uh, you know, he's a very good player. From what you hear from guys who travel around and, and have played around the world. How how hard is it to transition from Super Rugby to to the Premiership? It, well, speaking to the guys like John and Ross, yeah. Darth, they say it's just a well, lot. No quicker. problem. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah. For those two boys, easy. Yeah, they say it's a lot quicker <laughs> and there's less em, like less emphasis on emphasis on their uh, defence, and you know, it's obviously that shows in a lot of score lines. There's some ridiculous score lines out there. there. Is. So yeah, that's that's the main thing. They they say the pace of the game is is just quick, like a lot quicker. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, yeah, you wouldn't think actually, would you, when you watch John O'Ross, that he ever played in a league where defence wasn't wasn't mandatory. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Because that, I mean, he's just so he's so good at what he does. I mean, I actually think for all the talk of Brad Shields being the future England number six, I reckon it. I reckon it will be. It will be jo- jo- John O'Ross. I think Michael Rhodes will, Michael will have a shout. Good. All three, and again, this is this is where your little uh, um, what's it called media training alarm might go off Josh but all three are English by grandparent or no Brad Shields case it's parents yeah. none of them lived or grew up in England and they may well be leapfrogging guys like yourself Josh who are born bred in uh, in Lancashire Growing up as a boy, National Front. Growing up as a boy, dreaming of wearing, yeah. dreaming of wearing, <laughs> justice for Josh, <laughs> dreaming of wearing the rose since you were knee high, since since you first could pick up a rugby ball. Um, do you do you begrudge that in any way, or do you wish it was? No, no. no the, the the rules are there, and that's that's the only. If only you knew someone that could that could tinker with these rules, Josh. <laughs> well, I, well. <laughs> I think they've done a good. The people at the head of World Rugby uh, have done a, have done a good job at, at, at sorting that out and making. I it, think so. Making it a bit more black and white. I mean, the one thing I want to get rid of completely is capture teams. I think they've got to go straight away. But other than that, I think the rules are fine. Yeah. Um, well, just just out of interest. Now, I know two players definitely have said said said, said this to me, but. How many times have lads come up to you and asked you if your dad can help change their nationality? I wouldn't say change their <laughs> actual change their nationality. I think that's, uh, I think that's something well out of the realm of what what my uh, old man can be. Is your dad Putin, yeah? What's going on? <laughs> I was like, changing your nationality, that'd be quite quite illegal, actually. But uh, <laughs> no, um, I think it's more Dave because I, I kind of I know who the people are as well. But, yeah, uh, and them their mates of kind of things it's yeah. just like asking a mate to kind of <laughs> you know I love the thought process it's, it's behind not, it it's just that my, my lad's obviously role at World Rugby he knows the kind of people who look after yeah. this department of kind of rules eligibility what kind of thing so it's just kind of making it quicker, a quicker process rather than messing around sending so many emails where they can actually know the right person yeah. to speak to and it can all be sorted well, I just like, I just I just want to go on record and say my dad was a was an engineer who looked after um uh like corp- heating systems in in huge 
central uh, what's it called air conditioning systems in in uh, in large in large buildings and stadiums and stuff so if anyone needs any help with that you know you can you can call me for my dad <laughs> yeah, exactly. give you some advice what could your dad give advice on uh, or help well, with see he um do you know what i'm not going to tell you what profession he does because i do the same profession so if, if you want that kind of advice pensions investments talk to me not my dad <laughs> uh, but he does race pigeons so if you've got really? any yeah if you've got any pigeon pigeon racing related queries send them to Stephen beardmore do you have any eccentric um, pastimes, like like pigeon racing? No, no. Um, <laughs> well, you never pigeon raced. Never what? pigeon raced. No. Um, wow. I think no. Golf's about as much uh, as wild as it gets for mm. me, kind of outside of rugby. And just back to the eligibility thing. Do, do you do you think it should be possible for players to go from one international team to another, or are you kind of in the Tim Cocker camp, which is once you've been capped, that that's it. I think it's different. It depends what you're talking about, a different sport. No, I mean, really, I, I guess really where I'm coming from with this is like, say if you've been capped. Uh, oh, you're not talking oh, like. Oh, you mean like, like under like, 20s and. Yeah, yeah, and under 20s, it would def- definitely be one. Or, or like if you, you had a cap, um, or let's say, um, for example, I don't know, well, any player, let's say a player has gets one cap and then never gets a look in again. And they end up playing in a different league in a different country and living there for three, four, five years. Yeah, it was under twenty ones or something. You know, I, I think they should be able to go and play. Yeah, for... yeah I think that's it. I think if you're actually being capped by a country, then that's so I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one, really, isn't it? Because because mm. there's arguments of kind of letting guys who play for the All Blacks. I know like Sammy Tutupu would love to, yeah. like to, last couple of years would love to go back and play for Tonga. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, that's that exactly of... the sort of thing. But then yeah. Mar Noni was trying to do the same thing. Yeah, no, hundred hundred kind of... odd caps, yeah, two, two World Cups. It's a, tricky one isn't it really but so, so I, I think actually you should be able to well you can't drop down because there's no official there's no official what's a tier one what's a tier two but I think you should be, be able to drop down if you wanted to drop down uh, you know and also like uh, I'll give it, like, if you've got a cap with I don't know a, a national seven squad just so they've got you captured that shouldn't really that shouldn't affect your 15s I, I think I'm, I think I'm broadly with you on that but I, I still like the romance of well, and, and I know it doesn't fit with... The, and having said, like, let's remember with Rob Horn's injury that it's a professional game and it's just, it can be a really short career and that you put your body right on the line. I guess I'm probably contradicting myself because on the one hand I'm saying, you know, you've got to go out and make the right decision for yourself, for your family. And then on the other hand I'm saying, I want the romance of everyone growing up dreaming of wearing that, dreaming of wearing that jersey. Yeah, just so, so I appreciate just, oh, just like Denny. I'm a great big just like I'm a great big contradiction. So I do I do get that. Excellent. Well, well, Josh, um, if you want to hear more from Josh, rugby, rugby dungeon, rugby dungeon, obviously. Um, we'll let you go. You just mentioned one of your pastimes is golf, so it'll be fast bedtime soon. So if we let you get off, you can probably go and bug him to get you another round at Mir. Yeah, no, that'll be nice. Sorted. Um, Josh Beaumont. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank Cheers. You. Nice one. Are you gonna. Show Josh out? Uh, no, no, he can let himself out. He's a big enough boy. All right. Top man, good to see you. Hang on. Rolling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What a delightful chap. Isn't he just? It's, oh, this is what I love about loving this sport. It's, it's a total accident that, we, that we've ended up... Sat, well, no, I mean, I've planned, I've planned and plotted it for years. No, but we could have been into any sport when we were growing up. What would be the worst? Yeah, that's a very good point. What be the probably almost certainly the worst sports cover would be football. Well, on the one hand, like there's way more supporters, so we'd we probably have we probably have more listeners. But we'd also be in huge competition and have no access to anyone. Well, the access part is is the bit I love. It's great loving a game, like objectively loving the loving the game, the way it's played, the the actual spectacle of the eighty minutes. But also, it's so nice loving a game that. Everything around the game is is so good. The crowds are good humoured and, and good crack. Um, I, I guess I guess the ultimate uh, expression of this is the is the club game, which I like so, so much. I.e. the local game. You know, it's just it's one of those things. Yeah, and imagine being in Bordeaux this weekend with M- the Munster fans that and the Munster cool. fans. They'll go home. They'll be disappointed uh, to have lost, but they'll be going home having had an, an amazing weekend with. Yeah, I just I just love the game of rugby, and then you, you sit you sit with a, a you know a top professional. And uh, you could just imagine sitting down the pub with any of them. It's good. Yeah. Well, it's a shame that we're going to have to fire off Phil forever, but you know it is one of those things. Yeah, I'll miss him. This is true. And now Josh has gone, we can talk about uh, we can talk about stuff which Josh can't talk about. Which Josh can't talk about, or, or we wouldn't want to put him in an awkward situation of having to having to talk about. So just briefly on the Brad Shields thing. So he this has kicked up a load of controversy. There's been loads of very prominent rugby journalists who've been. Really having a go at this, saying this is out. Yeah. What sort of message is this is sending this in- to English back row players? Yeah, so I agree with that. Okay, I do agree with that. I don't get the bit where they go, "How is it right that Carl Ferns can't play, but it is right that Brad Shields can play?" And it's easy because that's the rules. That's how the rules. Are. And it's also easy because Brad Shields is like, but they're making that point because he's currently in New Zealand. But in yeah. two months' time, he'll be. I thought in these, England, I thought these guys were journalists. I mean, you, you know, you don't have to dig too far <laughs> to find what the, what the reason is. And the lineage thing, I'm absolutely fine with. Brad Shield doesn't have like an English granny, and even if he did, that's legit in terms of the rules. But both his parents are English. Did not know that. Both his parents are English. Cool. He, he's, he's, he's hasn't grown up here, and and he's been perfectly honest, saying that he wanted to play for the All Blacks, but it didn't look like that was going to happen no, for him. They, no, 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 that isn't true. That is not true. It definitely looked like that would happen for him. Oh, no, 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 it was going to happen for yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and like, he is... Kieran Reid being out of this summer. Yeah, I mean, he has been looked at very, very seriously as an All Black. Uh, they are devastated devastated to lose him. And it's a little... I think this really is a story about money rather than anything else. I mean, his Wasps contract will be sizable. His England appearance fees, if he gets them, when he will be sizable. When he's a game. Yeah. And good, good for him. Uh, but that, that's a story, isn't it? It's the commercial pulling power of the Premiership combined with English rugby, and that's that's why it's happened. He would be an All Black. There's no point in him saying yeah. you know, that it didn't work out. No, no, no. It would have worked out, Brad. But you want to come for the money, and that's awesome. I, I don't see there's any controversy with him playing this summer. I, I, I have, have, have the only issue would be he's the captain of the Canes. They're going to make it to the playoffs. And he's gonna, and if he does go, he'll be leaving at a crucial time of the season, which is yeah. That's, a, that's not that's gonna leave a slightly sour taste. Oh, hang in. on, 
Will they, though? Because presumably, when he plays his tour, the All Blacks will be in action against a, t- a summer tourist team I think anyway. It might, need, might mean he needs to be released for some of it. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. that was one of the issues. It's going to be a crucial time of the season. That's going to leave a slightly sour taste with some of his ex-teammates. 100%. And with, and with the organisation that he's been at all this time. But, but the World Cup's next year, and you can't blame a guy for wanting to, to, to play at a World Cup and earn... Um, a quarter of a million pounds between now and then. So Eddie Jones is good at a handful of things. He's good, actually more than that, he's good at a lot of things. He's a very, very good coach. Despite what has happened to England recently and despite how he behaves when things are up, when when he's up against it. But one of the things I think he is genuinely amazing at is identifying talent and identifying the the right people. Look at Marcus Smith, look at um, someone like Gary Graham who played so so well the other week. And if he's rated this highly, my suspicion is he's quite some player. Yeah. So I'm, you know, although I don't like it, although I'd like to see other lads get in ahead of him, um, Jack Maunder and uh, Kieran Brooks. Um, are they both um, other players? He's called up, and then Jack, Jack Maunder's a good player. Oh no, no, he hasn't played for. Well, he's played like ten minutes of yeah, but that's you know he was he's in a team when it's, it was him and Stuart Townsend fighting it out, fighting it out, and then on top of that they signed. Uh, you know, a, a Wallaby international mm. who's, who's over here because he got replaced by one of the best scrumhalves in the world yeah, do you know what Pino. Eddie Jones has done this he'll have a look at people make up his mind I guess that's that's the point I'm not sure mm. that Brad Shields is going to be the, fe- the fetcher England 7 if that's what some people are expecting when he comes over I expect him to play 6 have I got that wrong no 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 I think you're, I think you're right Okay, he, he's but he does he's one of those guys that and when we had Josh on he was saying it he's um he just has all those basic skills you know? like New Zealanders do. He makes great decisions. And this is where I'm excited about him, is one of the things we've sort of identified or one of the things that we saw in the Six Nations and, and, and over the last year or so from England, which has held them back a little bit, is that kind of looking like a rabbit in the headlights when things aren't going quite to plan. And, and Brad Shields, because he has those absolute fundamentals that all New Zealand top players do, his decision making will be on point. He'll know when to hit a ruck, when mm. not to. He'll know. He'll just. He'll be outstanding at that. So I actually think to solve England's back row woes, they've got the wrong key English qualified Kiwi. The one that they actually want, in my opinion, he's not had a great season this year, but he did last year. I think he's a hell of a player. Is uh, Brendan O'Connor? Why he doesn't get a, get a look in at seven is beyond me. I hope he does on the on on the tour. He's had a, he's had another couple of niggly injuries since he's mm. come back. But in the times he has played for Leicester this season, he is a class player and could be a seven. And he's big for England. You know, he's big, physical. Mind you, it depends what what they want the seven seven to do. I think if Eddie Jones had had his way, he'd have the Carl Ferns at seven. We could have a pretty good back row of non um, English born but English qualified English. England players. Hmm. To be to be discussed further another time. <laughs> yeah, but it's quite. When you actually look at the back row, if you edged out Chris Robshaw, edged out James Haskell, uh, and and then you've got you've got what's his uh, Mike Williams, uh, well, yeah, uh, Billy Van Don Armand, Don Armand, um, Michael Rhodes, Br- Michael Brad Rhodes, Shields, Brad Shields, Brendan O'Connor. Uh, what's his name? Um, Underhill. Underhill. Um, Born in America. Born in America, but Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was a military thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that one's that one doesn't count. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, talking of fifteens that you can assemble, um, the controversial fifteen, uh, including Israel Falau. Uh, well, Sailor trying to get a lot of them, aren't they? Sounds like it. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this rumor of Israel Falau to Sailor. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying that. You know, 
No. Mm, I think I am. No. I think I don't think you'll. I don't think I'll do it. I think the offer's been made, but I don't think you'll do it. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's an interesting, one, isn't it? Because this is the week where uh, Israel Folau has been not sanctioned by the. Um, what was it? AR, ARFU. AR, ARFU. How, or ARU. ARU. How, ARU. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel okay about that. I think. I understand. Right. So there's a difference between saying I'm glad he hasn't been sanctioned and mm. saying I agree. I can't, I can't believe I feel like I have to say this. But this, mm. is, this is the climate in the world we live in where if I say. I don't think he should have the right to play rugby and earn a living playing rugby taken away from him, that therefore I am defending Israel Folau and saying <laughs> I agree with what he said. So it's oh. ridiculous that I feel the need to actually do this, but there you go, that's the world we live in. I completely disagree with what he said, and the way that he did it was very, very clumsy, um, stupid, potentially hurtful, and I, I completely understand the upset and, and he's caused, shown in various players, TJ Perinara, Nick White, mm. among, well, among some coming it, out. But but do I believe that what he did deserves him to not play rugby again? Absolutely not. Mm. And I think that sense has prevailed on that front. And, yeah. he will, and as we talked about in last week's podcast, he will pay in other ways. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, there's no point trying to hide it anymore. Rugby's got a massive home, homophobia pr- problem. We don't, like, we, don't, we don't like talking about it, but it does have a huge... Um, homophobic issue there's simply not enough homophobic content out there to, to satisfy <laughs> to, to satisfy the amount of outrage and, and until we finally ba- ba- balance it out I don't think that they're ever going to be happy <laughs> so the homophobic issue is too much outrage and not no enough, no no not enough homophobia and not, uh, uh, yeah too much outrage too much um Outrage at homophobia and not enough examples of homophobia to yeah, satisfy a, the outrage. It's a real, it's, it's just a basic supply and demand issue, isn't it? <laughs> so it's it's a shame, it's a shame, but that's the world we live in. Yeah, it it is. Yeah. I, I don't, and I, I, I um, I waded in on a Twitter conversation you had, and and uh, a couple of days late, and I, th- I, but I actually think there's a quite a good equivalence issue. Is you look at Co- Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, yeah, took a took a moral stand which some found abhorrent even some were outraged by some were upset by I'm not a big fan of it but you know do it if that's what you want to do do it if if he wants to kneel at the national anthem to to make a statement about what was it it was police brutality uh, against uh, black citizens in America Um, so he took he he chose to take a a stand there that caused moral outrage and it caused a lot of upset and um, he's had his he's had his income and his job taken away from him as a consequence mm. and I don't believe that many people who are saying Israel Falau should have his income and job taken away from him are also saying that Colin Kaepernick should have had his income yeah, exactly right they're saying they're saying different things for and it's uh, when you actually you can't distinguish between the two they're both similar yeah yeah uh, look I if they want to get get rid of him fine uh, if you do he'll just be far far more wealthy for 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 that process, because from what I understand, uh, Sale have offered seven hundred and fifty k according to the rugby paper. So, you know, and they're pretty on point when it comes to stuff. So there you go. Um, yeah. I would, I would love to watch him play, play, play in the AJ Bell. Um, whether he'd like to play in the AJ Bell is another question altogether, isn't it? Yes, it is, and I'm sure. Well, and he's he, in an in an interview which he gave, which a lot of people. 
Now, I'm not again not defending what he said, but he wrote he wrote a piece for a publication to try and explain himself, and I thought he came across as I don't agree with his stance on on homosexuality. <laughs> yeah, but, but I actually thought he came across as a real human being. We all have light and shade in our lives, in our lives, and in in our values and stuff. But I think I, I genuinely think he has the best of intention. Um, but there's 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 been the outrage that you describe by a lot yeah, of look, journalists. Uh, I have people. never ever heard of a story of someone changing their mind because everyone was completely vile vile towards them. When people change their mind, it's because they've been shown compassion from the people that they that they like that they least like uh, you know, if you want to um if you want to change the mind of a racist or something, something like that you've got to actually get them you know make them get to know the people that that, that they hate the, the the twitter outrage doesn't help in any way shape or form you know if israel falau changes mind it's not going to be through some coercion from a bunch of online trolls who probably the next day take the rather um you know, the rather odd stance of, you know, um, saying that online harassment is wrong and all the rest of it, whilst doing nothing but that for last week, um, it'll be because he's had his mind changed by day-to-day examples of hanging out with these sorts of people. That's the only way you change change minds. So, anyway, I've you know, yeah. gone on and on right, about and we're, this. we're getting into, like, a sort of, yeah. like free speech and morality type podcast. Podcast, perfect. <laughs> now, um, on on the um, issue of controversial players, yeah. uh, the uh, the impact of Jackson and Olding continues. We're not going to talk about them, but the IRFU want Carberry or Byrne, who are both Leinster flyhards. Adam, uh, no, which Byrne? Adam Byrne's the winger. Adam Byrne, is it Shane? I want to say Shane, but I'm sure that that is no, the... Shane old... Byrne, he was, he was the lad who had the... Ross, the, Ross the, Byrne, the Ross Byrne, that's right. it. To go to Ulster. It'll be Ross Byrne. I imagine if um, Leinster get their way, it will be Rossburn. Yeah, if Ulster get their way, I think they'd go for Carberry. Oh, well, they would. Yeah, but it will be because it's Ulster and and Leinster are Leinster. It will be Rossburn, and that'll be that. That's, that's good. They, they need to they need to groom their next. Well, it does make sense, doesn't it? Like get Irish. There is an Irish fly off in with Bristol, though, isn't there? In Madigan, who could come back I guess if he really wants to reignite his international career there is a there is an, an opening spot at a province now and they don't come often mm, this is true this is true um, what what other I'm just trying to think we could wrap up the rest of the news Spain have had players banned between them five players between them mm-hmm. banned for two years for um, not on physically and verbally having a pop at the referee now, after that um, controversial game against Belgium. If this is the outcome of this whole sad debacle, and the outcome is five Spain players get banned for the way that they were talking to the ref, and nothing else is done, i.e. Spain don't make, make the World Cup, or this game is not replayed, or if it is replayed, it's replayed without five of their most important players, is an absolute outrage. Because if that ref, as I suspect, is as uh, corrupt as I think he is, um, then... He actually deserves to be spoken to in in in, in that way. Uh, yeah, yeah I, it's like the outlaw principle. He's basically an outlaw. I mean, rugby is a game of of principles and ethics and all the rest of it. And if if that ref has done what he's done, and I'm pretty sure he has, I, I just don't see I just don't see the problem. If he has, but the problem is proving whether he has. You, you can't just, do. Just, just watch the game. Well, let's let's assume for a let's. Uh, you could argue that he is, and this would be my point of view. He isn't corrupt. He is. He's he is just inept. Is. I don't think he's inept. I think he's corrupt. 
Uh, I was, I was saying, I, I, from everything that I've seen, from from that game, from the penalty count, from the from the runs of from the run of form between those two teams, he he he, he is corrupt, and the process to get him there is corrupt. Well, and the sad thing is, it's going to have a knock on in the sport at our in, in our most important um, tournament, which is the World Cup. If if um, Romania gets to that World Cup, the, you know, in my mind, a large portion of it is ruined because it it isn't right. I don't think Romania will. Oh, well, if if Spain players being banned is the only outcome yep. from this game uh, or from the whole situation, then that won't be right. I don't disagree with it because the the only question I would want to know is: Have those Spain players not surrounded the referee? Have they behaved incredibly respectfully and in a really restrained way, despite the passion and frustration that they were feeling? Had they managed to do that, would it have got the headlines and would it have led to where we are with um, investigations going on? If the answer is no, and it would have just been, well, unlucky Spain, you you haven't qualified, mm. then I would have sympathy. But I suppose what I want to believe is that the right thing would have been, the right course of action would have been pursued even if Spain players hadn't reacted the way they did, which you can't condone. Uh, well, well... Yeah, either, um, uh, either or. Um, do you want to talk? No, I can't be bothered talking talk about Bristol's kit. Should we talk about next week's games? Uh, do you want, yeah. Did you want to call? Try call, just try giving Phil a buzz. Yeah, should we do that? Should we just try giving him a call? Phil is in. If I'm right, I think underst- maybe understandably, she uh, she was maybe slightly frustrated at how many weekends Phil might have had away. <laughs> yeah. With uh, with us on rugby or for rugby purposes and. He'd not taken with his wife of only a couple of years. Let's not forget. Um, yeah. Well, you know, let's just moved into a new house and all that. Well, let's let's put it put it put it the other way. I think I've only ever missed one episode of this in four years. I've only missed one, and that and that was on honeymoon. You have been away multiple times, and you always phone in. So Phil's Phil's laziness. Well, let's give him a call. <laughs> well, it looks like he's going to continue. Oh, hang on. As well, I'd say he's going to continue to be lazy. I, I think we've got. I think we've got some action here. He's typing back. Oh, wow. We'll see. I, I'm guessing he's going to type back. Just... I know, I know. Whilst we're waiting, why don't you tell anyone about Cornerstone? That's a great idea, JB. It's a great idea. Cornerstone are a mail-order razor company. Now, if you shave, uh, then you, why aren't you treating yourself to the best razing experience you can get? You deserve it. And we believe that in Cornerstone, that is what you will get. And because you listen to us, you get an amazing offer. So it's a mail-order razor company. They send you everything you need in a beautiful presentation box. You can pick what you want at cornerstone.co.uk. And because you listen to us, you can try this with no obligation and really cheap. And in making your first order, get yourself a free engraved aluminium shaft, a weighty, heavy shaft, which is engraved with your initials, or if you're giving it to a gift with someone else, their initials, and you get that for four quid with six razors in your first order. So what you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers, make your first order. It will cost you just four pounds to get your cartridge of brand new razors, your free aluminium engraved shaft, and you can try it out safe in the knowledge that if you love it well there you go you're registered with the best and you can carry on or if not we gave it a try and you got your free razor all the same so cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout as I'm sure you all know by now what's going on with Philip uh, Phil is not going to join us today unfortunately but he is sending me a statement to read kind of um, in a very presidential manner oh, which I'll read excellent shortly excellent well um, 
we'll have to let uh, Phil's game that he had ready for us. We'll have to leave that for next week as a, exactly. little, as a little bit of a teaser. Um, one other one other bit of news. Um, well, uh, Muller Polar to Falcons. It's up Newcastle Falcons. Pure, is good bit of business. Love, love it. Yeah, um, and I think Leicester won't be unhappy in the sense they've got. Ellis Genge um, coming through. Uh, the Muller Polo hasn't played as much game time, similar to the way that they let. Um, oh my god! And McGuigan's gone. Um, the, the the hooker is gone. Oh, where's he gone to? Newcastle. Oh, he's gone back to Newcastle. Yeah, that's a good move all around. That it is, isn't it? Um, what's the name of the the fella that Ayrtsa that he used to had in yep. his in his late days at Leicester? He wasn't playing as much, and they probably weren't getting the value out of him they were paying for. So I think everyone will be happy with that move. Um, but another one bit. Oh, we, we, I didn't want to be flippant and talk about this in front of Josh, but can we just mention uh, the passing of 28-year-old Swedish house DJ who's <laughs> who gave his name to the premiership, Avicii, dying in a man. I knew when, something else happened. When someone said to me, Avicii's died in a man, I, I was like... Oh, oh Tim. No, oh, no. Tim. What? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so it isn't funny... It isn't. It isn't funny. He's, no, he's, he's twenty eight years old. He's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. awful. You know. Uh, uh, so, yeah. But uh, it's he's weird. Terrible. It's weird, isn't it? It was. It was a week when Israel Folau and the homophobia thing came back up. It's a weekend of top top club rugby. Some of the best club rugby you'll see ever on the planet. And yet we have more tweets about a dead Swedish house <laughs> DJ than than any of those things it, it, my, my, my Twitter erupted yeah and that's the ridiculous element of this not not the death of a 28 year old man which is of course sad uh, but we had no skin in the game as far as Avicii the DJ but Avicii unwittingly his name became synonymous with this podcast and with the English Premiership because um, because of well because of Phil's misses actually yeah yeah well, I wonder if that's this part of the statement he's, um, he's drawing up maybe the weekend away is Game um, of death, 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 death of Avicii. Maybe who knows? But English clubs, uh, Avicii, uh, Aviva Premiership clubs, Gallagher Premiership clubs, uh, are withdra- have withdrawn their demands in a over ring fencing the Premiership. Have they? Yeah. For what reason? They the the system of promotion and relegation is going to continue. But the <sighs> Premiership club backed off from their attempt to ring fence it. The sticking point, it appears, is that. <laughs> how to get 13 clubs into 12 because they're not going to expand the league because of the pressures of game time and and also clubs making a loss actually you talked about supply and demand you don't want to increase the number of teams mm. because that just spreads it even thinner probably increases losses rather than anything else um so the UK or England I should say as i understand it is the second biggest sports market in the world uh the US dwarfs us but you know we are we are the second biggest wow uh, I don't understand. I mean, I, Steve Diamond made, made made this point, and he said, you know, uh, when we talk talking about finance, he said, how is it that the Premiership is losing twenty million a year, whereas the RFU are making one hundred and twenty five million? The implication is there should be more money from the RFU into the club game. Maybe he's got a point, and his point being is that they have all the players and so forth. So the money potentially could be there. I don't like it, per se. I don't think the RFU should be forking out more. But I see his point. There is demand for this product. Otherwise, the RFU wouldn't be making £125 million. When you say Britain's the second biggest sports market, I, I bet that's the vast majority of that is just the fact that the football premiership, Premier League, is such a yeah. in-demand commodity around the world. Probably. 
probably. But there again, like and Formula One's probably based in the UK as well. Yeah, but you know things like the NFL wants a franchise here because of the of the size of the market. Yeah. So it, it is substantial, but it's tiny compared compared to the US. Yeah. So so it's basically thirteen teams would have had to have become twelve, and so effectively. That's, that's going to be London Irish more than likely. There's still a sliver of a chance it could be Worcester. Um, and turkeys don't tend to vote for Christmas. And the club owners basically were reluctant to push through a deal by force that led to one of those clubs. Oh, oh well, yeah. Um, and, and none of the clubs were willing to sort of put their hand up and go, well, we're all right to go. So <laughs> Yeah, bye. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a... Mexican standoff there. Who's, who's going to blink first? This, this doesn't seem to be well, a, 13, an easy solution. Thirteen seems okay to me. Uh, you can have one team on a rest week every week. I don't think the players would be adverse to having a mid, an extra mid-season rest week. Of course, it does add. It wouldn't be an extra week. N- no, because you have, you have you'd to effectively get two more you'd, fixtures. You'd wouldn't you? have two more fixtures. I've got to say, I really am enjoying the Pro Fourteen um, two conferences model. I think it's brilliant. It's outside the box thinking. It works for some reason. It feels more competitive than it ever has, and I really like it. I wouldn't. I, I would like to see that uh, with fourteen teams in the Premiership. Of course, the problem is of, is TV money and you know, slicing that up. Yeah, and then carving up and denying people of the the, the rivalry matches that they they, they kind of love. But you sort of get different rivalry matches. Like you can have the North, and you know, as long as you can keep. Mo- it'd be easier for the Premiership to do it because you could keep. Bristol, Gloucester, and Bath in the same conference for, forever. And you could probably get most of the London teams in the same in the same conference. It, you you more than likely could do it. Yeah, but Zebra going to Edinburgh has no history. But um, but Bath going to Leicester has unrivaled history. Mm. True, true. I mean, yeah, you still have the games, but they'd just be less less. They'd be less frequent. Yeah. So if you're playing outside the conference, you play one game a year instead of two. I'm, I'm jumping on a big tangent. How much is Michael Checker just regretting letting Scott Faddy go north? Right. What a player. What is Quite going on lot. with Australian rugby? Brumbies lost to the Haguares at home. Did they? They're, they're in an absolute mess. Aussie rugby is in a... But they were meant to be so much better because they closed on the force. I, I thought know. that was the idea. I know, that was the idea. Maybe it will have. It will take a little bit of time to adjust in that. that so the Haguaras have beaten... The Haguaras beat the Brumbies away. And they've beaten the four, um, the, the Rebels too. Yep. Good lads. Yep. Those Love it. South American playboys are having to, actually putting in a shift every now and again. Um, but... We'll see if it's uh, against Australia. Uh, what else? Do, what else do I want to say on, on the games before we uh, move on? Not a great deal. We talked about the games with Josh Beaumont, and that was fine. Um, just to, just to say, Yannick Nyanga still still has whatever it is. Yeah. He has it. Yeah. My God. Teddy, Teddy Thomas, what a ridiculous talent that guy is! I bet he's regretting his night out in Edinburgh. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. His season could have been even better. Exactly. Uh, but that that weekend in Belbao looks. Um, it's like it's going to be pretty special. Um, yes, let's focus on next weekend's games because this is shaping up rather interestingly. All right, so... All right, and first of all, we're going to do the Pro 14. Uh, final round of fixtures. So yeah. unlike, unlike Premiership, they do well, well a little less, I guess. Well, tw- so due to the way the conference system works, they only have 21 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all playing on Saturday at various times. Not all at the same time. They are spread out, which will mean we can we can follow the the runners and riders. But as it stands, into the into the playoffs already in top spots in both of their pools, uh, 
Well, there's a chance Leinster might not be. Well, well currently Glasgow are top of conference A, they can't be caught. Correct. Leinster are top of conference B, and it's very, very unlikely they will be caught by Scarlets. Mm-hmm. Leinster only need a point in their final game to guarantee that. Uh, second place is Munster, who again can't be caught by anyone below them. So they'll finish second in, in Conference 8 and Scarlets or... Ed- well, this is where it gets interesting. It's all in Conference B on the final day because playoff spots could be won by Scarlets, by Edinburgh and by Ulster. Scarlets on 65 points, Edinburgh on 64, Ulster on 60. So let's look Ooh. at those fixtures because they're the real ones that, that really matter. So Munster, Ulster. Right, so... So, but- OK. So at 15.05... Right, Dragons will play Scarlets. Yeah, at Dragons, I expect Scarlets to win. Yes, you're right. Which means Scarlets are going to finish second at least. Yeah. Uh, then Munster at... and, and Leinster are away at Connacht, so I think Leinster will get a point, which will mean that they finish top regardless. So yeah. Anyway, both those sides are going through. That's all we know. So it is just about the final playoff spot here. Yeah. So uh, there's so, well. Yeah, so that's providing Munster beats Ulster, because then Ulster will be out of it. Edinburgh have got to go to Glasgow, but Glasgow have also qualified. So who knows if they get an easy ride or not. Well, I mean, well, I, assume, I assume they wouldn't. Well, because it's the Glasgow-Edinburgh game, I Glasgow are going to Edinburgh. I And because Glasgow weren't involved in Europe, I fully expect a fully loaded Glasgow side to go yeah. in a derby match. A bit of pride, sort, uh, and sort of and the carrot of knocking Edinburgh, not only beating your local your rivals, knocking them out of the playoff spot. Yes, exactly. So Glasgow are going to go for it. Munster, I don't, I'm not so sure they will because they'll have a playoff game coming up, and they've just had a a, a, a brutal match in in Bordeaux against Racing. I wonder if Ulster, I mean, they've got still got to go to Turman Park, which counts for a lot, but Ulster, we'll have to see what the teams are, but. Um, Potentially, they're going to face a a kind of Munster B team. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. So, which means potentially Ulster could sneak it on the for last. All day. the whinging of Phil about Ulster this this year for them to sneak it. Hmm. Yeah, could 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 well could well be the case. That's the game to watch. It's it's uh, the the Munster Ulster game is Toman Park five thirty five kickoff and Hang then on. following following that we'll, we'll know that result and then it will know whether Gla- Edinburgh Glasgow is a live game or not. Which Just is wait there. So seven thirty five. Benetton, my beloved Benetton. If six, they win, six points back. Oh, six points back. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Bloody hell! What 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 a conference that is! Right. So it's not just playoff points, by the way. Uh, playoff places, by the way. It's it's Champions Cup spots. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure how it all works for top them. three. Top three of each, excluding oh, the South African sides. Uh, and right. then potentially, depending on how it goes, depending on who wins the Champions Cup, might maybe one other place. Right. So then the fun really kicks off on Friday, uh, quarter to eight. God, that's late. Isn't it usually half seven? Or seven? No, seven forty-five. It's always seven forty-five. Yeah. Um, Leinster, uh, Leicester take on Newcastle at Welford Road. This is massive. This game is quite possibly the biggest one of the season. Yeah, there there are careers on the line here, uh, particularly for Leicester. If Leicester don't make this top four, with all the money they've spent, with their new coaches, all the rest of it, with with the with the, with the history, uh, Matt O'Connor's in trouble. I really think he is. And equally for for Newcastle having. Managed to keep this up 
for this long, if they fall away now, it will be really devastating mentally for them. Um, so the the league table, as it stands, Newcastle fourth, 59 points. Leicester fifth, 57 points. This is huge. Yeah, completely agree. Um, ah, God. Leicester at home, but then they, were, they were at home against Northampton. Yeah, that's going to be massive, isn't it? So they're at home. Newcastle are still relatively new to this game. You know, they are, they've not been used to competing for playoff places for quite some time. Now, they are a very good team. They are very explosive. I, I assume they'll... If they're going to score points, it will be early doors. So we'll get a very good and clear idea how this is going to pan out early on. Even though, with all that said, I think Leicester will, Leicester will win this. I think Leicester will win at home. I just can't see it going any other way. Well, we we would have said that about Northampton going to Welford Road. Yeah, you would have. And Newcastle are damn sight better than North than Northampton. I could definitely see Newcastle winning it. I think Leicester will. Edge I just it. don't think they will. And I, the reason I don't think they will is because Northampton Northampton had a crack at Leicester primarily up front. I don't think that Newcastle can do that same thing. They they play in a certain way. And if that certain way doesn't work, well, then they're, then they're somewhat stuck. And I think Leicester can deal with it. Here's why I think Newcastle may win, because I think it's quite revealing when you look at their points difference. Despite the fact they're in fourth place, they have a points difference of minus 36. So what what what, <laughs> that, right? what that demonstrates for Newcastle is they've managed to grind out wins in very, very tight games. Yeah. And I think this could be one of those tight games. So... I wouldn't put it past them. I do think Leicester will edge it at home, which will... I mean, even Newcastle getting a couple of bonus points would be a pretty good result for them. Mm. Um, oh, man, this is this is huge. Worcester-Harlequins? A game that no one really cares about except for Worcester and Harlequins fans and maybe London Irish fans. Um, so a win... Do, do, do you know what? I'm, this is very, very Quincy. They've completely shat the bed the last few weeks... DOR's gone. We thought there was going to be an instant bounce back after that with maybe some sort of semblance of squad unity coming through. They couldn't be bothered. No, now it now it doesn't matter and they can't get a position further up the table. I'm gonna say Quinns are gonna turn it on and play really well and win. Uh, no, give me Worcester. Uh to seal London Irish's fate. Do you see the Quinns list of players that are all being released and no. those who are staying? Who's who's on it? Well they they've there's a load of fringe players, and some are retiring, some are leaving. There's um, like young players going. Like Sam Asplan Robinson's going to Leicester. Mm. Some, some young guys. They've got a load of guys being retained. Guys like Joe Marler, Robshaw, Care, all contracts tied up, and all the rest of it. And then there are there's there's a couple of players that aren't on either list, leaving or staying. Kyle oh. Kyle Sinclair being one. Is that right? Which means potentially is that is that a case of a bit of negotiation still to do or is that a case of I know where I, he's going he's, hasn't been announced I think okay this is I, I don't know this for a fact okay but if I was to guess a complete guess here I think Carl Sinclair is in the wrong camp he is if you like a little bit of a Marlon Yard type uh, I don't mean that as in like um, 
Uh, I don't mean that as in their personalities, but I think there were different fractions, and I think he's in that that sort of fraction. Okay. And I would also assume that they made a judgment as to who, you know, which of the fractions do they like more? Is it the Marla and everyone else fraction, or is it, or is it the singular fraction? Well, it's not been announced that he's leaving, but it hasn't been announced he's staying. So yeah. he's he's one of those in limbo. So we'll, we'll watch that one with interest. Well, if I was Harlequins, I'd get rid. I'd get rid not because he's a bad player, just because. Obviously, whatever they're doing with their squad composition at the moment isn't working for them. And you can probably get... I mean, you know, if you can get Johnny May for Ed, Johnny May for Ed Slater, what could you get for, Se- for, for Kyle Sinclair? Hmm. You know, there is negotiations to be done here. Well, so Quinns, you're going Worcester. I'm saying Quinns are going to ridiculously turn it on at this point in the season. Next, yep. next match doesn't, doesn't really matter. No, no, no. All the other games matter big time. Gloucester Bath well let's do London Irish Saracens do you see Irish because they could be relegated this weekend if they're done if they they don't win they're relegated yeah they're done it's over so London Irish to be relegated this weekend which is a shame Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you say where do you want to go next we've got Wasps let's do Wasps Northampton then because Wasps should win this Wasps should win this which would give them a playoff spot. Christ, I, I, this, this a win gets them a playoff spot, pretty much. I don't know how. I don't know how the Rob Horn news affects Northampton, but I imagine they're going to be pretty shaken up. And not, you know, sometimes you think, oh yeah, teams will bounce back from this, or there'll be a reaction, or they'll, you know, play, uh, you know, they'll they'll play for Rob Horn. I don't see this. I just think it is the cherry on top of a d- disastrous season. They just they'll just want it to end. So I think Wasps could give them a bit of a hiding. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Wasps will win at home and wrap up a playoff spot. Saracens will move closer to Exeter, but I expect Exeter to beat Sale Sharks at Sandy Park. What? That's insane. Sale uh, have had a good record there, as Josh Beaumont pointed, pointed out. Well, uh, he did, and um, you know, I didn't want to point out to him that that was four years, four years ago. Um, he scored a couple of tries on that day. Yeah. Uh, mm. Sale need to win this. I mean, Sale win this. They're going to finish top four. If they don't win it, uh, well, it, you know, it could be sick. It, it, it could be sixth. It could, it could be lower. But it's in their hands. Weirdly, with two games to go, it's in their hands. If they beat if they beat Exeter, and also Leicester beat um, Newcastle, they just need to beat beat Leicester, and, and they're in. I think. So, um, I, I I mean, let's assume that goes. Exeter's way for well, a minute yeah. as the home side yeah so then they're out which means Gloucester come into play now so if Gloucester win against Bath then they've got a real good chance of well they'll be pushing for top four so if if Gloucester beat Bath as we would I mean it's a derby match so Bath will bring their A game but you would expect Gloucester, Gloucester to win at home um, and if Gloucester do win then it could get they could leapfrog either Leicester or Newcastle, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it would be a, a shootout for because Newcastle. They've got to go to Saracens on the final day, but by which point Saracens may be resting players. Who knows? Anyway, they would have a, they would have an outside bet at top four, unlikely as it is. Yeah, and Wasps will play Newcastle on on the final day of the season too, so that will be for something, I guess. Will it? Because no, because Wasps look like they're going to qualify third anyway, so maybe it's nothing for Wasps. Well, yeah, because he, he and again from Moss' point of view, they're going to be like, well, we're playing for a league position, 
do we want to go away to Saracens or away to Exeter? <laughs> Surf or ski? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, good point. Oh, wow, it's tight. Yeah, so unlikely to will win it, but let's just say they get. A, they, uh, I'm going to say that they're going to get a bonus point. There you go. Okay, I can go with that. Exeter win, sale bonus point. I'll say for tries scored. On it, uh, yeah. Um, Gloucester to beat Bath. Leicester to beat Newcastle. Was saying. Saracens to beat Irish, Wasps to beat Northampton, and we're stalemated on Worcester Quins. Yeah, Newcastle are still the favourites. Even if they lose this weekend, I think they're still the favourites. Because I don't think Leicester will win at Sale. And I think that Newcastle will beat Wasps. And they're home, but, home at Wasps. Yeah. And Gloucester are away at Saracens. So Newcastle are very much in the box seat. I, and I expect the top four to be the top four in two weeks time but mm, yeah it looks like it this is a this is a Gloucester amazing. Gloucester are the ones you know Gloucester are the ones I just think that they've got so many X-Factor players why is Woodward not in in with a shout for England he has been playing very well amazing amazing mm. player they've got so many good X-Factor style style players particularly in the backs yeah those are, Gloucester are all my ones now to sneak, sneak in at fourth I've just got a feeling about them hmm did Phil send a statement through? Oh, well, let me have a look. So, we can't have Phil in person, but he um, he has sent me this small statement, which, it, it would have been quicker, he's, he's having dinner with his wife at the moment, it would have been quicker for him just to get on the phone to say this rather than type it out, but here we are. I'm reporting from Paddy's Pub in Valencia, where I've seen uh, two one-sided games, uh, games and a glorious but irrelevant Ulster win. I said that last week that I don't know how how Leinster beat Scarlets, but but they would. The simple way was to stop them a possession with dominant set-piece and very intelligent, accurate, kick-chasing game. When Scarlets did get get meagre opportunities, they were pressured and forced into mistakes by brilliant, aggressive defence. Leinster now have to be favourites to raise the Champions Cup. Well, at least he hasn't gone really nerdy and rugby-centric with his, um, <laughs> with his message. I mean, there is that upside. He could have highlighted that Devon Toner, even when he bends over next to a ruck, is still taller than the opponent's scrum half. He could have could have come up with some sort of like flip, flippant observation. Yeah, yeah, well. but no, deadly serious. Thanks, Phil. Um, in Bordeaux, we saw a bril- we saw the brilliant agility and pace of Vakatawa and Teddy Thomas cut Munster to ribbons. We also saw the blunt Irish attack come up against a very well drilled and aggressive defence, despite having territory and position and possession for most of the game. Unfortunately. At nearly 11pm in Spain, I'm still too busy eating paella and drinking some wine. I don't, uh, what, what kind of wine is that? don't know. To, uh, to contribute to this week's pod. But I will be back next weekend. <laughs> no, you won't, mate. We're, we're going to get James Haskell in next weekend. So, uh, <laughs> unlucky. Hey, don't let anyone else wear your shirt. Is, isn't that right, Tim? Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, Ri- Rioja. That's Spanish wine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll be drinking he'll that. He'll be having a Rioja. Anyway, um... Right, nice one, JB. Uh, don't forget to check out more from Josh Beaumont on Rugby Dungeon. Don't forget to hit subscribe at Rugby Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of it. And um, and we'll see you next time. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.